We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you know that you could invest in crypto through your retirement account? That's right. iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. With iTrust Capital, you also get the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional this episode of ain't no seats is presented by drone lawrence lawrence kansas's number one aerial videography company it's time to modernize your marketing and stand out with drone footage and nobody is better at that than drone lawrence restaurants construction events real estate you name it drone lawrence will be there to film and edit it give them a follow over at drone lawrence on instagram and facebook and check out dronelawrence.com to take flight today Collins driving almost lost the handle chalmers for the tie got it in 10 seconds unbelievable he throws got and he used to tell me those places are great, but there's no place like Kansas. Alright, what's good? Welcome back. We have got another episode for you guys, Ain't No Seats Podcast, episode 24. Shout out Travis Relaford. Shout out Sasha Khan, first to come to mind. We uh, we got a special guest today. He's, uh, he's, he's a former player. He's a radio guy. He works with the Williams. He's like the most, I don't know, you're plugged into every area of Kansas basketball, I feel like. Folks, we've got Greg Gurley. Greg, how's it going? Fantastic. Yes. I'm, I am in two awesome jobs. Yeah. You know, I, I, being a guy that played there and now works there and gets to talk hoops. So I'm, I'm pretty fortunate. I would do anything to have your life pretty much, but yeah. And you get to golf a lot. Yeah. A lot of golf. Yeah. Yep. Go to a lot of, the reason I'm overweight, I go to a lot of dinners. I hear that. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's a, it's, it's like a, a, just a, 
perfect job description for me. <laughs> have we? Have you seen that YouTube video where Scott Pollard calls you chubby? Uh, That's I, what I was about to bring I, up. I haven't seen that one, but it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was uh, I was Scott's host on his recruiting visit. But that was a fun weekend. No, it was actually really boring. <laughs> and I, I, I've told this story a lot. He Scott comes from a devout Mormon family. And on his trip, we we that. went. Uh, I went bowling. <laughs> we went to J Bowl. Uh, my girlfriend, who's now my wife, and I got a, another gal that you know is kind of a double date sort of. And uh, we went bowling. I had him back to the hotel by like ten o'clock, and it was. I went out afterwards, but wow. uh, and then he signed like you know six weeks later, and I didn't think much of it. And then he got here, and you know we became great friends, and and he kind of. Uh, turn the corner and uh <laughs> yeah i'm sure yeah. you don't have any funny stories about no him. <laughs> no funny stories done at all but uh scotty's one of my best friends and uh that's what's uh he's, he's very unique how about yeah, that absolutely yeah it was like what was the video it was from like a camp scrimmage and he said greg's coming to play tomorrow and that's gonna oh, yeah. take a load oh wait i have seen that <laughs> it's yes, gonna take goes, a load off my back yeah, speaking of loads his, greg is fat yes. yeah he's yes. very very open about it he weighs more than me but he's also about six seven inches taller yeah. fun fact about him he has the smallest of five boys he has four brothers that are bigger than him oh and wow. he's not small he's six eleven. So- you know he played a, probably about 260 but he's 611 north of 300 now and that's and that's by no means fat he's just a big dude he's not he's just he's a strong he's probably the strongest guy i've ever been around so what do the rest of his brothers and family do oh they're they all played in college but like neil played at washburn oh uh alan and mark they played at like utah or state or something like that nothing not like scott and uh you know, and then Scott, you know, his NBA career started out okay. He was with Detroit, and he got traded to Atlanta, then got cut, like, after one year. Yeah. And then hooked on with Sacramento. That, and then it those was, are the years I remember watching. I used to go to Sac all the time and go on the road with him. And, and Sacramento, Arco Arena was Allen Fieldhouse of the NBA. It was fun. Because yeah. other NBA arenas kind of suck. They're not – they're, you know, it's corporate. It's, you know, you yeah. clap, you know, whatever. You have a drink and whatever. But Arco was, was fun. Yeah. Not the greatest town in the world. Not a lot yeah. to do there. But Sacramento yeah. Kings at that time were good. They were, were good. Vladi Divac, Pesha. Pesha, he do. Yeah. C Webb. Yeah, C Webb. Jason Williams. Tim Bobby Donahue. Jackson. Tim Donahue. Got to, John Barry and <laughs> Scotty were good buddies. I got to, and John does a lot of broadcasting now, yeah. and he's really good. So a lot of our players haven't had much good luck in Sacramento lately. I feel like you know we, they've drafted a lot of Kansas guys. Yeah. You, know, you look at T Rob and Ben and and, and Frank and uh, and they, they've also drafted a lot of Kentucky guys. Yeah, Kentucky yeah. and Kansas. Yeah, for, and, and yeah, know, who'd they take? De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox, Fox lately. De'Aaron and, Fox, Willie Cauley Stein. Yeah, Willie. Uh, uh, Gosh, I'm drawing a blank, but they've had others. And yeah, it's Demarcus Cousins, right? Yeah, yeah Cousins yeah. started. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so we uh, we saw that Scott Pollard video. We were kind of surfing <laughs> YouTube, you YouTube, to, surfing. to find some stuff on you. And interesting enough, that kind of leads us to our first topic. So you played at Shawnee Mission South, and YouTube happens to have one of the more I've never seen a high school basketball game so 
hype. So so many people. It looked like a packed college game. That video gave me goosebumps. Yeah, it was like just crazy. the noise and the. So what's cool about that? That was 1990, Emporia. It was called White. What? Excuse me, <clears throat> White Auditorium, yeah. and it was maybe seats. I don't know, three or four thousand. Yeah, and that might even be high. I don't know, but. What's cool about it is that it was packed. You know, they yeah. turned people away. Now they play it in, in Wichita, I believe, and it's great oh, arena. Yeah. But you get you get four thousand people in a twenty thousand seat arena. It looks kind of empty. You know, yeah. it looks like having a football state championship game at Arrowhead. It just yeah. won't look the same. So anyway, our fans were unreal. Wichita South was great, and it was a it was a low scoring game, and and uh, it was. A future teammate of mine, Steve Woodbury. Steve Woodbury really, yep. two teammates. Uh, B.J. Williams okay. was a younger guy on that team, and uh, they had won the previous state championship or two in a row, and this would have been three. And I wasn't having it. And I, yeah, I got lucky with the as the as the stories go now. It was 60 feet, but it was yeah, hey. probably less than 30. Yeah. Uh, so for those that don't know what we're talking about, it was a state championship game, Shawnee Mission South, where you went versus Wichita. What was it? Wichita South. South. And old Greg Gurley here, game is tied? Were you tied? We were down, you down one? one or two. I can't yeah. Because you Woodbury. went to the line, made both. I think we went up by one, oh, and then Steve. Wood hit yep. a shot. So I think we were down one. Yeah. Yep. So Steve Woodbury hits a shot to go up one. It looks like they're going to win, and and which was <laughs> poor defense on my part. I mean, he just, I just let him take like a ten footer. It was stupid. Yeah. You know, it's because you knew what was coming. I knew. How, yeah, I knew it was. You know, if you really uh, watch that closely too, it almost was a ten second violation in the oh, backcourt. Wow. And the other coaches were screaming for it, but. Uh, Obviously, it didn't happen. And, yeah. And, uh, well, we actually thought, did you dribble the ball up the court? We thought that the ref, like, triple teamed you. If you watch the video, I, the I ref really wasn't really gets... in the picture oh, until okay. <laughs> I came at about half court and he threw uh, Kevin Rabbit threw it to me. But the, the funniest part of that video, which, you know, I'm sure people will slow mo this and watch it, but uh, <laughs> our fans, when the shot went through the net, they all pushed forward to run onto the court. And the bleachers shot back into the wall. So, and it was short bleachers. It was only like six or seven rows. But the people on the top row, they all fall to the ground. And then then they all mob the court. And, but if you, again, if you slow it down, if you got some free time, it's it's kind of funny to watch everybody fall. It's crazy. That's what I was going to But nobody got really hurt bad. That court storm is about as good of a court storm as you'll ever see. It was instant. The other thing was. The, they didn't award us the state championship that night. Uh, the guy that led the uh, Kansas State Athletics Association uh, said we had unruly fans for rushing the court. His name was, I think, I think it was Nelson Hartman, and he uh, he. We didn't get trophies that night. We didn't get medals. They just told us to go to the locker room, and they were going to have a special hearing of the whatever board to determine what? if we were going to be the state champions. So it was a big deal at that time in Kansas city is that South won it, but they won't be awarded the trophy and they may not be awarded the trophy if they determine oh that my. it was. Can you imagine if like a student section costed someone a state yeah. title. Yeah. And so what student section clear, wouldn't rush the floor. After yeah. Clear heads prevailed. We two or three weeks later, they, we won or we got it. I mean, 
It wasn't it was like kind of lame. Yeah, it was very lame. Like it was the, the stupidest. It was a about the most poorly handled deal by a group of administrators ever. Yeah. And uh, but you know sometimes that's the Kansas State. I mean, you still made the shot. It was worth. Yeah. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's worth the story. Yeah, but that is pretty lame. Um, so did you grow up a KU fan then? Just not obviously. really. Uh, both my parents went to Central Missouri State. Uh, I didn't go to a college. I went to the '88 national championship game. It was the first game I ever went to. Kemper. Uh, and then I didn't go to Allen Fieldhouse till I want to say I was a sophomore in high school. I, I started to get recruited by Roy Williams, and I went. But we didn't. We didn't. Man, my dad was an athlete. He played baseball at C- CMSU. But and and so we grew up around sports. But we didn't go to events. And so I kind of grew up actually a North Carolina fan because uh, they, you know, when you're a kid, you're you're a front runner. You want yeah. you, you root for the in the '80s. North Carolina was really good. They've been they got, really good. They got forever. nice uniforms. Damn. And, uh, and so I loved, you know, obviously Michael Jordan, but I loved J.R. Reed for some reason. Was you know, and then I became a. But before then, I was a huge Magic Johnson fan. So I was always I was a taller guard, and and in high school, a lot of times a point guard. So I was a massive Magic Johnson fan, and I hated Larry Bird. Every one of my friends loved Larry Bird, and I loved Magic, and they all loved Larry. So, uh, but. Then uh, you know if you, when Roy took over, um, you know he was a no name. Yeah, you know, that was people forget about the state of the program, winning a national championship, going on probation, two coaches turning Kansas down. Do you know who the two coaches were that turned him down before Roy Williams said yes? I don't think was so. Gary Williams, one of them. Yes. Yeah. He eventually took the Maryland job. Yeah. And then Charlie Spoonauer. Who Never was, heard of him. Charlie was at at Southwest Missouri State, which is now Missouri State, and then he went on to St. Louis U. Kind of an older guy at the time, but a really good coach. Yeah. Uh, and he, they were all scared of the probation, and uh, because remember Kansas couldn't play in the postseason. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, basically Bob Frederick got with Dean Smith, and Dean Smith said, "You need to hire." At the time, not even his first assistant. That's I mean, crazy. Coach Williams was, you know, because Bill Guthridge was always Dean Smith's guy. Yeah. And then Eddie Fogler, a year or two prior, had just taken the Wichita State job. And so Coach Williams was the next in line. And, I mean, think about think about that right now. Yeah, I was think just about thinking. If, uh, think about if uh, uh, Kansas hired the second assistant from – I don't know, UCLA yeah, or UCLA. How mad would everyone be? Oh, my God. Twitter would melt down. Yes. Jeff so, Long would be – there would be hashtag yes. fire Jeff Long tweets It's crazy, everywhere. but that's what it was like back then is that yeah. there there wasn't the media the way it is now. And so, you know, I, and I, I'm a I'm – a, obviously, I played all four years for Coach Williams, and I love the guy. He, what he did for Kansas basketball in those 15 years was unreal. The only reason we – kind of forget about it is because bill has almost been better which is shocking it's one of the greatest college basketball coaches winning percentages was roy williams at kansas and then bill has eclipsed it yeah and and and, you know and i don't think i think real i i do think that real kansas fans understand how important roy williams was but there's also that the 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 minority is always the loudest, as we know, yeah. and and people that are mad at that Roy even, for leaving. Yeah. But if Coach Williams doesn't leave, 
you don't have Bill Self. Exactly. So, it's crazy it, how it, quick Roy got to like a title game too. It was like yeah. two or three years, 91. 91, uh, yeah. So probation year in 88. Yeah, third year. Made it yeah. to the title game. That's crazy. That's crazy. With a team, and, and, and that team, which was great, a lot of my great friends, but there wasn't. Like stars, yeah. You don't you know, really Adonis look back Jordan, on that team. Mark Randall, like, Mark Randall. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that was a great team. Yeah, it's cra- it's sad to me that Roy never got a title here. Yeah. so many good teams, and, it, and it's sad because people bash. There's Roy bashers, yeah, and they, I mean, they say Roy couldn't win the big game. Look at 03. Well, dissect 03. Yeah. You lose by three, and you miss 17 free throws with a team that wasn't a bad free throw shooting team. It just, they puckered up a little bit and you can't tell me that it was coaching when a guy doesn't win and that stuff happens. You lose by three and you lose by three, go 12 for 30 from the line. Right. Yeah. Brutal. And like battled injury, like Wayne Simeon was out. Like, well, and then uh, Keith, Fouled out. Remember, Keith was yeah. doing a great job. He got screwed every year in the tournament with calls. He really yeah, did. That Georgia Tech game was Keith brutal. Keith is, is a guy that is, will go down as one of the all-time greats. I don't think people think about him as much, but what Keith did, and kind of an unheralded recruit, he's awesome. He's top 10 all-time scorer. He's like everyone our age's favorites, oh, like one of their like favorites. Kind of and if you got to know Keith, one of the best dudes you'll ever be around. It's fun to talk to. He gets it. He just he's not a, a, a prima donna. He doesn't he doesn't uh, you know use his status. I mean he he he's just all inclusive. He's a, he he'd be a good guy for your uh, for this him. deal. Uh, Let him know, Greg, because he's into because he's I think eventually wants to get into broadcasting and, yeah. and journalism and yeah. yeah. Tell him to come on. We'd love to have him. Well, he's in he's in. Egypt or Israel or Russia. We'll do or a middle of the night Skype yeah. interview. He's making a killing over there. Oh, yeah. if he was the fifteenth guy on an NBA bench, he would make less money. Oh yeah, like he's I, killing it. I love the way he did it. He was like, "I'm not so going to care about the NBA. I'm just going to make a ton of money." He's traveled the world. Yeah, and then when he's thirty-seven, he can what just he? retire so, and in, do whatever he what wants. Was he in 05, he was yeah. probably twenty-one. So yeah, so he's mid-thirties. Yeah, and. He's, he's still, made enough to probably retire and do oh, fun things sure. like this on the side. For sure. Like, yeah. yeah he, has, he has the wing stop just, and everything. Yeah, he just made a ton of money. So, but Yeah, we. I was just kind of asking if you're a KU fan, and we didn't know if it was like easy for Roy to get you, but it doesn't really sound it, like that. It became easy because when a top five program in the country wants you and it's 30 minutes away, it became an easy decision. But it wasn't like – you know, I grew up a Missouri fan and went and went to KU. I yeah. I didn't grow up a I didn't I really didn't grow up a fan of. I mean, I did kind of North Carolina, but not really. Yeah. I mean, that's just a team you follow. So when a team thirty forty minutes away from your house, it's a no brainer. Yeah. You know, and and you know, I, I I probably have oh Jimmy King to thank for uh, going to Kansas. He was. Jimmy King was part of the Fab Michigan, Five. Yeah. He Roy loved him, loved him more than me, obviously, and really <laughs> wanted him. But he did. He decided to go to Michigan, which cleared the path for me to go to Kansas. So, so if they were doing like high school, you know, they got the five stars, the four stars, the three stars. Where do you think you would have fallen in that? Oh, I was a I was a top fifty, top sixty guy, but I wasn't a top twenty. Uh, yeah. So like, McDonald's All American game is mm-hmm. thirty. Yeah. I got invited to the Nike camp, which okay. at the the Nike camp was a thing that the top 100 players in the country 
got invited to, and it was all expense paid. They give you a big bag of gear. And yeah. you guys ever seen Hoop Dreams? I think I have. Yes. You, oh, yes. you gotta watch Hoop the Dreams. documentary. That's so like... I'm in Hoop Dreams because I was on. <sighs> I say in it like I was cast. I, <laughs> I was in it because William Gates, who's the main Arthur Ag and William Gates, were the yeah. main characters. Or well, it's a documentary, not really characters. Or the main. Uh, they're the focal points of. Hoop dreams, and and I was in on his team and in his class. There's a classroom deal, and you can see me yeah. in the classroom, kind of picking my nose and being. <laughs> I'll have to rewatch it. That's a really entertaining documentary. It's too. great. It was ahead of its time, yeah. and because they were following William around the whole time, yeah, the cameras everywhere, and we're like, "What is the deal?" And he goes, "Oh, it's." He didn't tell us what it was. He said it was couple of local news guys doing a story on him. So we were like, okay. And then like four years later, that movie came out and I remember going to see it. And I was like, ah, there you I am. You still, you getting royalty checks uh, yeah. from that? No, I don't get, I don't know royalties. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, I guess looking back on like your career at KU, one of the things that stands out is that you played in the 93 final four. Yep. And that final four was stacked. Stacked. Michigan. Blue Bloods. five. Kentucky and then Roy versus Dean Smith, which so 08 was the four number one seeds. Remember? Yeah. And the most number one seeds or the highest seeds ever before that was 93 because there were three number one seeds and uh, we were a two. Oh, you beat Indiana. We beat Indiana yeah. as, the, as the one in St. Louis, and uh, uh, you know we we went on we lost to Carolina, yeah. went on to win in the famous. Timeout game. Timeout, yeah. Uh, and we had already gone home. I remember watching that. Uh, it's it's uh, kind of a weird story. Uh, we flew home on that Monday. I lived with Rex Walters, and Rex uh, got back home and then flew to uh, L.A. the next day to – uh, read for a part in Blue Chips. You ever see Blue Chips? Oh yeah, you he guys was, are all actors. He read for the he read for the part that Matt Nover got as the you know the white guy from Indiana. Yeah, uh, uh, Ricky Rowe. So anyway, I, I stayed up that night, watched the game in my room at the towers with Rex's mom Yoko, and uh, we watched the timeout game together. And wow. and uh, yeah, just me and Yoko. It's great. <laughs> yeah, that's quite the <laughs> random story. Yeah, it's very random. Was the buzz out there pretty crazy? Just because they were there. They were just so big, I feel like. The Fab Five? Five? Yeah. You know, not really, just because there wasn't – it wasn't like today where you everyone stares at their phone and it's, look what these guys are doing. Yeah. So you were in a part of New Orleans and you would walk around and it would you might see them. But it, it was when you got to the arena, but it wasn't as big of a deal as it would be now. Today. Yeah. yeah. And looking back on it, you know, that was, you know – we were the number one recruiting class in 1991, uh, the class that I was a part of, until the spring when <laughs> – so yeah. my class was Greg Ostertag, who was a top 30 guy, Ben Davis, who was a McDonald's All-American, and my roommate my freshman year, Calvin Rayford, McDonald's All-American, wow. Sean Pearson, who was a top 40. He wasn't a McDonald's All-American, and then I was a – out of those five, I was the highest or yeah. the lowest, and uh, and then Eric Polly, uh, who ended up starting for two years, was the JUCO guy. So we at the time were you were the Fab Five. We were the yeah the <laughs> Fab Five, and then I think Jalen and Chris signed in the spring, which made the Jawan Howard, Ray Jackson, Jimmy King class yeah 
the crazy. best ever. Yeah. But yeah, so I when you when like Roy played Dean Smith because they played in '91 originally, right? So that was like the first game since Roy had come to Kansas. No, where he I, played Dean. I think they played in '90. Oh, really? Because Dean Smith got ejected in one of the final. I four think that games, was. Right? I think was that, that was '90. Oh, okay, yeah, it wasn't our game. Yeah. Well, I thought. I thought. Well, either way, hadn't yeah, Roy I'd played to, Dean Smith before '93, or was? I just wonder, like, how much was did Roy ever treat those games differently? Like, was it no, a different type of? I, I don't think so. I think I mean. Coach looked up to Dean Smith yeah. as like a father figure, a mentor, and and like whatever Dean said, that was the yeah. Bible. But when you're competing against him, I mean, a guy like Dean Smith isn't gonna want to be, uh, you know, uh, embarrassed by you know, you want nobody yeah. nobody wants you to give them anything. They want to yeah. compete, and, and that's what you would expect out of them. So I don't think uh, uh, Coach did anything different other yeah. than i mean i mean they both knew we ran the exact same <laughs> yeah. offense we ran the exact same secondary it's breaks like scrimmaging practice set. when i watch north carolina basketball now it's the same stuff there's some tweaks and there's more one-on-one open court stuff but secondary breaks the same box sets are the same there was a play called b3 that they ran for tyler hansborough probably five thousand times that we ran for, you know, Richard Scott, Greg Ostertag, all of our bigs. Yeah. And Tyler Hansborough just perfected it. And yeah, scored. The first game I've <laughs> been to in ever. probably 20 years that I wasn't broadcasting was North Carolina-Auburn this year at the Sprint Center. Oh, yeah. I called Coach Williams, and I, uh, uh, and I went. Uh, look at that. Who's calling you right now? <laughs> Big Mitch. Big Mitch. <laughs> Mitch Lightfoot on the phone. Is he listening? Is <laughs> I this wish live? we were live. I wish no. we were live. <laughs> uh, but uh, it was weird as a as a spectator just sitting there, you know, drinking beers in yeah. the stands. It's fun, it, isn't it? It, it's, <laughs> it was it was weird. Not you know, I was I was with Patrick Ritchie. He was one of my teammates, and it was, uh, I don't know. It was just kind of yeah. different. I just had an experience. Auburn got there. so hot last year. Oh, I, I saw it personally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's crazy. In, uh, in Utah, that was they were they they just had athletes. They had. Athletes I was worried that about that shoot. matchup. I mean, it started out kind of slow. They missed a shot. We missed a shot. Then it was like yeah. eleven to two, like Quick. boom. Oh, it reminded me of nightmare. the it reminded me of the Villanova game. Yeah, yeah. I, we went to that game. <laughs> yeah. Final that four was, game. I mean, it, it showed you, which I I don't think people. Uh, uh, what's the right word? They don't understand what we had last year compared to what we've had in the past. I think, even though people will disagree, I think it was one of Bill's best coaching jobs ever. And he'll he'll disagree and you know, yeah. tell me to shut up. He only won 26 games. But no Doak, no Silvio. Quentin didn't have the kind of year that we expected. Nope. And then at the end of the year, he didn't have LeGerald. So yeah. there's four starters – Three of which aren't even playing, and then you pull a red shirt <laughs> off a guy at any other school in the country besides Kansas, Duke, Kentucky, etc. Twenty six wins and a four seed in the tournament. Still got a four. It's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. He's never and been that, worse than. And a four. that's what you know. And talking with you know, it was Jeff Long's first year, and we spend a lot of time together. And he's like, he's kind of thinking this is a good thing. And, and we're like, hey, and he's like, why is everybody down? And I'm like, well, <laughs> typically we win. 32 games a year yeah. and we're a one seed. or a two seed he you know and and, and again that's it's it's great and he liked not 
understanding that because he's yeah. like, well, this is cool. I have, he goes, I haven't been at places that are like this. This is yeah. awesome. Yeah. He's and, in for a um, treat this year. Yeah. I mean, uh, but Doak is a five-game swing if he's healthy. Yeah. Like it, him as the security blanket on both ends of the floor is a five-game swing. We're, we're 31-5 and five, or we're 26-10. and 10. Yeah. That team beat so many good teams to start the year. I mean, we don't lose to West Virginia. Tennessee. We don't lose the, you know. You know. probably don't lose to K-State. At, I mean, we, we're in that game without Doe. Yeah. yeah. So, it, 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 now those are ifs, ands, and buts. We all know that, and we can't dwell on excuses in the yeah. past. But it's and, – and Bill's amazing at not making excuses, yeah. so I'm making them for him. I mean, <laughs> if, you really, if you really dig deep, you know, Joel didn't play – in the tournament oh, yeah. six years ago, I can't stand when people and say on, on that Wiggins and Embiid on one of the, in the on round. one of the best teams ever, yeah. most talented teams. And then you know Perry was hurt a couple years ago. The Wichita State game. You know yeah. we've had we, we've had some bad luck, and nobody wants to you know give pat us on the back and say yeah you should have made it. I mean it doesn't. This is a big boy game and it's tough. And if you don't have yeah. next guy up, I get it, but it, it's. We've we've had some fortune and we've had some misfortune. For sure, the tournament's crazy. You have one bad day and it's over. <sighs> yep, it's a stressful That's so time. Good. That's why it's so good. <laughs> All right, so you you obviously you go through KU. You have a fun career, but I yeah. almost feel like you have. Do you, do you think you've become like more known since your KU career now? Oh, probably yeah. Just because of being on the radio yeah. and doing stuff on sports radio and and whatnot. Uh, not I and mean, I'm a local guy, so. My uh, my Rolodex of people is people I grew up with. Yeah, and, I guess you know, that's so, true. Uh, and I and I made when I made the decision to go to Kansas, it was pretty easy because I knew I wasn't a, an NBA prospect. I knew yeah. I wanted to go somewhere where I had a chance to win, mm-hmm. had a chance to go to a Final Four, maybe win a national title. Uh, I had a great experience. Some of my best friends to this day are my coaches and players that I played with. Uh, very rarely do you get an opportunity to do what I'm able to do uh, after college because the big thing about being an athlete in college is it's a lot of hard work, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. The camaraderie is awesome. The the you know we, we bitch and moan about travel, but the travel to me is fun. Some yeah. of my best stories <laughs> and best experiences are – when we've had some issues, mm-hmm. whether it's a plane or a bus or whatever, or a blizzard, that's when you really hang out with your guys. Yeah. Or the, and it's not just your teammates. It's the coaches. It's the trainers. It's the managers. It's some Two of my best friends to this day were managers when I played. I still <laughs> hang out with them. Yeah. Uh, are, are now with, you know, with Hootie. Hootie and I spend a lot of time on – we just, you know – yeah, wrap back and forth. It's fun. We give each other grief, and but it's just the relationships like that that you that as a former player you don't get when your career's over. Yeah, because you go sell insurance or you go do whatever you do, and you're sitting in an office all day and you're pushing paper, and it's yeah. it's just not the same. Yeah. Now there's some sacrifices. You know, I I miss a lot of my kids' stuff. I, I miss anniversaries. I miss birthdays. And, and I'm, I'm pretty lucky that my kids deal with it. My wife deals with it. But they also get to do some pretty cool stuff, yeah. too. Yeah, they, I would imagine. They're going to Maui with me in, yeah. in November. They get to – and I have a 19-year-old and a 16-year-old daughter, two daughters, and 
They they grew up once a year getting to go on the team plane somewhere. They grew yeah. up around Bill. They grew up. They've had really cool. Now that my daughter's at KU and she's starting to realize that her dad has a pretty cool job or job, <laughs> yeah. and her friends are like, "Your dad does what?" Yeah. <laughs> So. Yeah, no, so I guess that's kind of what I was going to ask. So what was it like? You you did some other stuff before. You you started radio in 2012? Well, on the air, yeah, on the, like on the radio games, Bob. I did the Jack Television Network for the previous probably about 2000, yeah, okay. about 12 years. Uh, and then I did the – they used to do this uh, – Channel 6, the local Lawrence station, used to do a tape-delayed game. We would broadcast it live – and then they would play it every night at 10 o'clock after the game. So a lot of people would go home and watch our broadcast. So I kind of, you know, my broadcasting career essentially started with Metro Sports here in town. When they started doing their deal, they called me and said, hey, would you like to – we want you to do some games. Yeah. And it was like some high school games. I was like, oh, I've never done it before. I don't, I don't know. I was a business major. I didn't ever <laughs> yeah. broadcast. I, I, I don't know – how to do it. They were like, well, just, that just was what's cool about it. They were like, just show up and, you know, re- look this over. And I mean, I never forget. It was like that. It was like North Kansas city versus like Winnetonka or something. It was like a girl's game. And on like a Friday night at eight o'clock. And I'm like, what am I doing? And I didn't, I didn't know much about it. And, and, uh, it, I was terrible, I'm sure. But, you know, eventually got better, and I mean, yeah. some people probably argue that I've never gotten better, but but that's uh, <laughs> uh, but back then the really really all I, I I started because someone asked me to do it, and I and I grew up with the with the the sports radio eight tent. Chad Boger and I went to college together, and so I used to do a lot in their uh, uh, early days out in Independence, and and so I've been doing that for years. But again, not. As you can tell, not professionally trained. Yeah. Um, so you agreed too quick to that. No. <laughs> so I guess so. You're saying this. You weren't professionally trained, and then all of a sudden, Chris Piper or someone comes to you and says, "Hey, I'm stepping down from radio. Yeah, you're going to start doing games with Bob Davis." Were you kind of like, oh, "Well, oh, it shit. wasn't necessarily." Yeah, Chris said that, and then you know, I went through uh, Jason Booker, who's now the head of corporate sales at the Royals. Uh, was the head of IMG at the time and good friend of mine. And we went to lunch at Free State Brewery. And my interview was uh, basically, do you want to do this? And, and I said, Hell yeah. I think so. I was like, uh, you yeah. can't turn it down, right? And, and I was try working at KU at the time and uh, still am. But uh, uh, I was like, yeah. And I didn't even, we didn't talk about money or anything. I was, I, I got a contract like two weeks later and it said what I was going to make per game. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't have an agent or anything. <laughs> and I called Book, and I was like, is this fair? I don't know. I don't yeah. know how this works. I've never really gotten paid before. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, it's fair. And I'm like, okay, I trust you. And, and so that Sorry was a terrible negotiator on my part. <laughs> yeah. But, again, I would I would, uh, I love this job. Yeah. Uh, uh, like I said, the, the camaraderie that I get to have with – our coaches with our players with our staff um it's it's priceless and and some of the best moments on radio would be if i could record right after a game in the coach's locker room yes. obviously i'll never do that but and, and sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad you know after yeah. a loss it's 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 rough and yeah. my job you think is 
is pretty enviable. But when we lose at West Virginia, and I'm the first guy to talk to Bill, I literally have that. It, it, it's it's like you know we're sitting there, and I gotta go. You know, we'll talk for two or three minutes before I hit record, and luckily I haven't hit record. And then and then it's you know all right, you ready? Yeah, chill and then, out. And then it, <laughs> yeah, and then it, and he's great. I mean. Yeah. Always. If you listen to my interviews, they're very conversational. They're not like, why did you do this or yeah. why did you do that? It's I kind of lead and then he goes yeah. and talk. he's great. I don't know what other coaches would be like because I've never worked with another coach. But to me, he's the best. Uh, it's, it's Again, it's more of a conversational yeah. interview than it is – you know, why didn't you take him out? Yeah. Which I'm is sure. what I get text a lot from my buddies. Like, why didn't you ask him this? Or why? It's like, well, it's not as easy as you think. It's not like I can <laughs> no just way. say, Hey idiot, why didn't you do this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So are there, do, do you have any games that you kind of recall? I guess you've referenced West Virginia. I, I think back to like a 2013 TCU road loss. Oh, are there any yeah. games where you can just that remember one Bill was, being as hot as he can get? So what's on the road, I go, back to the locker room and sit in the coach's locker room and Bill go and the coaches all go to the team locker room and they, you know, congratulate, bark at him, yell at him, whatever. And then he walks back in and we do it. That TCU game where we scored like, like nine points in the first <laughs> yeah. half or whatever it was, it was embarrassing. And then we lost. And that was the famous one where he said, James Nace. Yeah, it was, we, we couldn't have beat the Topeka YMCA. YMCA. <laughs> and I sat and it was an eight o'clock game. So it was like, he, he yelled at the team for, I don't know, 45 minutes. I'm sitting there by myself in this room. I don't know, I'm taking selfies of myself, sending it to my kids, <laughs> and just bored. And then he comes in, and you're just like – and he wasn't like in a – he was in a bad mood, but he wasn't like screaming, yelling. He was just like, all right, let's do this. Because he never, ever shies away from anything. He's, yeah. he's a, as honest as it gets, and he's great. And it was uh, – you know, he, he said some funny stuff, and yep. that one really – I wasn't nervous. I mean, I don't ever get really nervous about it, but there's some that I'm sitting there and I know we're going to lose, yeah. and I know I'm going to have to interview them, and I know <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it, yeah. even though it's going to be fine. But, you know, especially some of those games in November and December when we're playing, you know, directional school, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then we win by 40. They, like, yeah. they get old. You're just yeah, like, well, sure. you know. Yeah, you guys scored a lot, you know. And the funny story with my first game ever as interviewing him was actually a pretty good story. Uh, uh, I go back there, and, and me and him talk for like five minutes about the game. And then we kind of covered everything. And then I go, oh, i got to do this. And so I turn the deal on, and and uh, I go, well, the Jayhawks win, you know, 90 to 55 against the Washburn Ichabods. uh your thoughts and he goes that's your question how stupid is that question he goes you've had all summer to prepare for this moment and you ask me what my thoughts are and and i go uh, you know i have no response i'm just like i guess yes. picture build what are that. your thoughts yeah and you guys have been friends forever too right so it's and like so he fucks it was it, it was sarcasm obviously <laughs> yeah. but it was you know and then but what people don't understand is that we are, we've known each other forever and we, we give each other a lot of crap and he gives me crap. But if I'm to give him crap 
back, I'll get emails the next day like, why? Like people that don't know that we're friends oh, will be yeah. like, why would you ever question? <laughs> or why would you say that? The Godfather. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. I can't. This guy's untouchable. I can't believe people email you. Oh, Are yeah. these like fan, random or, or, fans? Oh, yeah. No, it's. And I guess my grandpa said he like emails Andy Reid or something. So <laughs> Bill's I think the vodka like, line after the Kentucky game was That pretty was funny. pretty good. Yeah. That was a that game was awful. That bro. was an insult. They to were injury. so good. We I never forget that one either. We were in Indianapolis. We lost by I don't know thirty five, and yeah. and we go back in the locker room. We do a quick little interview, and then uh, Sean Lester, our our uh, uh, our deputy AD, comes in. He goes, "Hey, uh, you guys aren't going to want to hear this, but we got a problem with the plane, and they got to fly in apart. We probably won't take off till about six in the morning." And this is at midnight, uh, and so we're like, "You're kidding!" So we just sat in that locker room, in this other room for six hours uh, after getting beat by thirty. The, <laughs> yeah, that's they scored so like good. what thirty nine points that game yeah, or something. We got smoked, smoked. Uh, and, yeah, <laughs> but I guess so. We we covered the the sad games. What are some games that's where what you? I was, yeah. I mean, Bill like, gets done, and you're he's super. Ha- I I think back like Duke in that Elite Eight game. It that felt Elite like Eight game. Was, so. Partly, I don't get to interview him once Big 12 and NCAA happens, but but I remember that night that um, was in Omaha, and we uh, beat Duke, and nobody – I mean, back at the beginning of the year, I thought Duke was the best team in the country. Yeah. The bigs they had scared I mean, me so much. Marvin Bagley was a freak. I, I, I never say that somebody outcoached somebody else, but I was shocked that Mike Krzyzewski couldn't – Get opportunities for his guys more than they did. I mean, Svee was guarding. Svee was guarding <laughs> Marvin Bagley. Svee was the man. Carter. I mean, Gary Trent. Yeah. Duvall. Duvall killed us. I mean, he was the only one that had a. Uh, I mean, I, some other guys had good games, but it was. But he was kind of the. Unexpected it was amazing one. to me that that the the greatest of all time, Mike Krzyzewski, couldn't figure it out. Yeah. We weren't even running that great of a zone. They were running a terrible zone. I thought, you know, Bill ran some awesome sets that that game, but they were easy. Anybody with any basketball knowledge knows what to do. You overload a side, you set a little baseline screen, and the corner's wide open. How many shots did Malik Malik. make from the corner? He won us that game. It's and I know a little bit to be dangerous, so I'm watching the plays. I'm like, watch this. They're gonna push this guy out. Malik's going to run the baseline, and he's going to be wide open in the corner. Sure enough, he's and he made him. And, yeah. it, and he it, scored every point. Yeah. OT. Yeah. <laughs> so that night, uh, my wife and kids are there, and we we drive home, and it's one o'clock in the morning, and we're just laying around. The adrenaline's going, and my phone rings, and it was Bill. This is, and he he just want to talk about the game, and Amy was yeah. in the, Amy was in the room with the kids. She comes back in, and I'm on the phone. She goes. Who are you on the phone with? It's one o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, and it truly was. We were just talking about the game, and and I don't blow smoke, but I'm like, dude, that was that was as good of a college basketball game, big time performances all over. And he was like, and usually he'll, oh no, he was like, yeah, that was that was really cool to be a part of. And then you watch that. Uh, the locker room afterwards when yeah. he that's what he I was, was crying he yeah. was like so emotional about that game <laughs> and it because that was a weird year too you know that was a that, calling us soft all year oh how many times we were sitting around and after losing at iowa state or losing at wherever we've lost losing home games and having that year. and having you know that that there was a cool moment that year uh 
was 120 year anniversary of Kansas basketball and and it was out at Jayhawk Club and uh I was the MC of the event and there was I don't know 400 people back a lot of a lot of former players a lot of former managers yeah. everybody and we played 11 o'clock in the morning against Oklahoma State and we got beat and they were like I don't know 12 and 14 at the time or something yeah. they weren't that good and we got beat at home by oh, a team we shouldn't have got beat by. that was brutal and so you know game's over at one i'm like this is gonna suck yeah. i go i gotta make people laugh and smile and talk about kansas basketball larry brown ted owens bill self that's who i have to introduce crowd. And I'm trying, I got a few jokes written and just trying to be, and it sucked. Yeah. Like that whole afternoon, <laughs> I, I went to my buddy's bar and I'm sitting there and I'm just like, I'm writing my notes out like, what am I going to talk about? Yeah. And then the cool part was uh, uh, Ted talked, Larry talked, and then Bill got up there and and uh, he basically berated his team in front of four or 500 people. <laughs> oh no. Like he, he goes, hey. Everybody out here was, you know, you guys all mean a ton to this program. You guys built the foundation. And then he directed the rest of it at two tables of the current <laughs> team. And it was awesome. It was yeah. motivational. I think it worked. And, and that was uh, early February. Yeah. I think we went on to win eight of the next nine in the regular season and then obviously won Big yeah. 12 tournament, and then four games in a row to go to the Final Four. And yeah. two, I feel so. like that Duke game had to have taken a lot of pressure off Bill, too, just because they lost in the Elite Eight like the two previous two, years. Yeah. Villanova yeah. and Oregon. Yeah. And we should have beat Oregon. There's no question about we it. We talk about this every episode. Oh, man, that Oregon game We could have easily just... beaten Villanova. Devontae fouled zero times that game got called for five. Right. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I'm interested to hear you. You're so close with Bill, or you talk to him quite a bit. Does the does the elite eight stuff or like the tournament stuff? You, you like you said, the minority is the loudest, and I feel like a lot of people they're they're idiots, but people do criticize him in March sometimes. Which yeah, and it's more the national people that aren't around it a lot. Yeah, uh, they 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 bag on the Big Twelve that they don't prepare us well enough. Yeah. And losing the elite eight, I mean, I get it. I mean, the record is what it is, but Tom Izzo. Loses in the Elite Eight a lot. Yeah. Mike Krzyzewski loses in the Sweet 16 a lot. Like, guys lose a lot. Yeah. One Coach team K's w- lost in the first weekend a good amount of times. So. Yeah. Now, he's got five national titles. Yeah, the problem is Coach K wins in that every time And that's where the balancing act, you know, happens is that, you know, now Izzo has won. Yeah, seven Final Fours, one or eight Final Fours now. It's one seven or eight, and he has one title. One title. Yeah. And that was early. It's yeah. so hard to win it. So – uh, I mean, we can go. We're all massive Kansas fans, and we all know that the '97 team might be the best team ever. The 198 you guys are younger, but the 1986 team yep. was better than the '88 team. That's yep, so what my dad and always they says. They didn't win it. Yeah. Uh, How did '97 not? Dude, I was there. It sucked. I was. I was Pierce too, and Rafe. It's an interesting stat for you guys. Uh, uh, the last team to have four guys on the same college team to play a minimum of 10 years in the NBA is the 97 oh, Kansas team. God, that sucks. That's crazy. Just Paul, Paul, Rafe, Jock, and Scotty. Yeah. Uh, and you have to go back to squad. like – How many, They lost two games, right? Yes. Counting that one. Yeah. The Arizona and, game. And you have to go all the way back to the mid-'80s to find somebody else that had four 
guys to play a minimum of 10. That is insane. Yeah, uh, I mean, for whatever reason, we always torture ourselves talking about 97, which we weren't old enough to like remember how much that sucked, but we were old enough for VCU. We were old enough for Oregon. VCU, we went that year. <laughs> I mean, that national title yeah. was on a platter. No. We had to go through Butler. And... Where were we? San Antonio. Yeah, oh, that's where awful. it was. Yeah. I mean, it, the cool. I have a very cool job, but I have a lot of really <laughs> frustrating plane rides home. Yeah, it sucks, and and really only one enjoyable one. Yeah, I, I would say the 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 loss to Villanova that really wasn't that bad of a plane ride home because we got whooped. That's like yeah. the best performance. Like ever. that was the most digestible loss oh, ever, yeah. even though it sucked. Because you could start digesting it five minutes in. Yes, and yes. everyone was so proud that they made the Final yes. Four anyways. Yeah. yeah, we were like every other school that would be excited to get to a Final Four. That was us. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, that's college sports. That's yeah. professional sports. I mean, sports. you played on some really good teams, too. You Two of your teams were a one seed, right? Yeah, and then one team was a two your, seed. Your freshman year. You the were... one time we made it was a two seed my sophomore year. My junior year, we were a – Maybe a three or four. We it lost. It was a four. We lost to uh, Purdue. Uh, I was going to ask Glenn, you about Glenn Robinson. Yeah, that was how bad was he? Like <laughs> you know, we, we we were talking about Nike Camp and the Fab Five. The best dude in my graduating high school class to me was Glenn Robinson. That dude. He only had forty four <laughs> against you guys. Oh my God, he was good, <laughs> and he was at the Nike Camp and in AAU tournaments. Glenn Robinson was like. 10 years ahead of his time because, like, he was a big guy that pulled up for 22-footers. That didn't happen that much back in the late 80s. and Danny Manning kind of did. But big guys didn't shoot threes. And Glenn Robinson was a big guy that could pull up and shoot. Now you got, you know, seven-footers doing it. But back then, that was a big deal. And he was a bad dude. They had Kwanzo too, right? Yeah, I talked to Kwanzo. Uh, at a coaches versus cancer deal, and I go, hey, you won't remember me, but I played in the game that you – because if you look at that box score, Glenn Robinson, 44, Conzo had 28, I think. 29, yeah. Yeah, and, and <laughs> that was it. And, like, one other guy scored, and they beat us. Uh, nobody could guard him. I mean, he was – What round was that in? That was Sweet 16. Yeah. Knoxville. Did they end up going far? No, they lost the, the Elite Eight game to – I think to Duke. Yeah, that's right. I think to Duke because uh, – uh, uh, that was as far as the teams that I was on. That was that was Scotty and Jock's freshman year. Like the the game before that, we were in uh, Lexington and Pollard dominated Tim Duncan. Wow! Like Tim Duncan was a freshman, Scotty was a freshman, and I'll wow. never forget Matt Doherty uh, uh, gave the the scatter report, and he's like, they got this this tall skinny guy from the virgin islands name's tim duncan they think he's really good but just but just go right at him stick your elbow in his forehead and dunk on him block you know and scotty did that yeah i had i don't have to look at the box i had to look at that box score and and uh and then you look at it you know 25 years later and he's probably the best five man of all time or or best power forward or one of them and so but yeah scotty's got that for his uh his uh, trophy case. And then your freshman year, you guys were like, you guys were one round away from KC, right? Wow, oh, yeah, that was a bad. We lost to UTEP in. Second round, right? Oh, uh, Dayton, Ohio, maybe. And you uh, guys were a one. Yeah, we were one. We were one. It was a bad loss. That was. So it was like UTEP. an 8 9 game or one versus eight? Yeah, I guess. They were a nine, yeah. Yeah. 
brutal. Uh, uh, yeah, that was a bad one. That was start my career first experience of you know just Coach Williams crying in the locker room. We're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that was rough. <laughs> so uh, let's see. I get. Um, hold on. Uh, senior year too. Oh, senior year. Was that in KC? The it Virginia was. game. Yes. Yeah. So being a Kansas City guy, we're a one seed. We got you know Rafe, Billy Thomas, Scott, Jock. Greg Ostertag, I mean, we were stacked. Yeah. And, and a really uh, good shooting team, right? And we went like – and Jared Hass, I l- <laughs> uh, we were like three of 26 or something like that. From three, they were like – And we ran into like – it was game. Thomas Burroughs, uh, uh, Corey Alexander, and Curtis Staples. Staples, yeah. Killed us. So, yeah, I ended up going on spring break that year. That sucked. My, <laughs> my last – Probably last time Senior I ever year. probably last time I ever worked out was March of uh, ninety five, <laughs> Kemper Arena, just down the street. It's crazy how many like four year guys that come through KU though have kind of a career like you did, like went like one seeds, Final Four. Yeah, just, I mean I can't been complain. winning forever. You know, you look back at it, obviously you wish you did better, but you know I was part of, I don't know what the career record was, probably over a hundred victories, and you know, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. So just. Touching a little more on Bill Self. So I'm an eight handicap at golf. Could I beat Bill Self? Yes. Yes. Bill's a do. Bill's a uh <laughs> he's a twelve that okay. can go out and shoot. Bill can shoot, you know, seventy eight, but he can also shoot, you know, ninety. Golf. Me and him have a, a, a good back and forth. I'm a I'm a six or a seven, so I gotta give him, give him a few I usually give him I usually give him three aside, which is probably a little too generous uh but it, it that usually works out pretty well the last couple of years he's probably gotten into my wallet more than i've gotten into his uh we got a big trip coming up in a couple of weeks that uh, i need to i need, I need to gotta get ready you gotta get some back hit the range yeah Is i'd he... love to play i'd love to pay play for paychecks because it's <laughs> yeah. That would be uh, we'd want to come video. So do you do you two play together a lot? I know you play a lot, but yeah, yeah, we probably play. I don't know, seven, ten times a year together. This trip in a couple weeks, we'll play four rounds. We went to Australia uh, back in uh, May uh, with a big group and played uh, six rounds over there. We played Royal Melbourne, where the Presidents Cup is this year, and he and we. I think we played together that day, and he beat me. Unfortunately, that was a tough course. Oh God, it's <laughs> it's uh, the, the, yeah, it's it's gonna be. We've played a lot of courses where there's a major, like we played Pebble Beach the year the U.S. Open seven eight years ago, like a month before the Open. So you get to see the you get to see the grandstand. Yeah. We, we played St Andrews uh, in Scotland uh, the month before the british open so we've, we've had They're some pretty tough we've had know. some pretty and you see where the the t's are that the pros yep, play yeah. compared to what we play and uh so we've had some uh, uh cool trips very so cool trips is he uh is he just as competitive and like fired up and like does he get as mad as he does on the sidelines or is he a uh, relaxed golfer no sure you guys have he, some beverages yeah he gets uh he gets fired up when he makes a bad shot uh uh Frustrations. I mean, Say, all, wake up! Wake up! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wake You're, the soft. Fuck up. You're soft. You're <laughs> soft. Yeah. yeah. Talking to him. Uh, soft, somebody. Bill. You're soft. Uh, yeah, but 
you know, again, that that's going back to the camaraderie. Like our Australia trip is 14 of us, and you know, you're in a foreign country, and you all just kind of hang out, and it's just kind of give each other grief and it's it's a lot of fun yeah it sounds a little better than my ozark golf trips but you know <laughs> no maybe but, one day I'll hey but the but the ozark <laughs> golf trips are fun I, yeah. I don't take anything away from those, those <laughs> yeah. you'll remember those like i remember i mean those are those are fun yeah for sure i was wondering if you had any funny like greg ostertag or funny pollard or just any funny college stories uh, at all greg greg and i are the same age played all four years together uh Oh, one year we lost to K State, and and it went. And when we would lose, Coach Williams would absolutely kill us the next day in practice. And so we knew we were about to have a ball buster, and uh, <laughs> and we would get these uh, sheets, these practice plans, and uh, it would say, you know, what we're gonna do in a two and a half hour practice, and you could tell when it was gonna suck. And we knew that it was going to suck after we lost to K-State. And so we're all in there getting our ankles taped, just mis- just feeling sorry for ourselves. And Greg walks in with like a like a walking boot on, and he didn't get hurt in the game. And we're like, what? what is he doing? And so he tells Mark Carnes, our trainer, that he, and this is no crap, that he ran over his own foot with his car. <laughs> And he couldn't practice today. And we're like, what? So Greg drove this. How's that possible? Greg drove this uh, this van with no windows on it. And it had, a, oh, God. it had a driver's seat and a passenger seat and then no seats in the back. It, it was just like, right. it just had like a canoe in it and fishing <laughs> rods and guns and dead animals. He was just, he was a hunter. Yeah. And so, and it was a five speed. So it had this, you know, I don't know hip high gear shift and so it was a stick and he according to greg he got out of the car and like didn't put the emergency brake on or whatever and the car rolled over his foot now more than likely he made he it up because he didn't want to go to practice because we were all throwing up and it was awful i feel like there's better excuses to come but up that's with what he claimed and, and i never me and steve woodbury and a couple other guys were sitting on the table getting taped and we're like looking at him like you got to be kidding me i don't believe none of us believed him but he got out of practice and <laughs> that that'd is be funny. A, i mean greg used to come to a training table with with a bag of like dead squirrels oh my god and he would have and he would skin them and he would give them to the guy to to fry he would have <laughs> rabbits and squirrels and he was just he went hunting a lot wow yeah we need we got to get him on i would love to hear some of his uh you know, stories well now i got some, he lived in phoenix forever and now he lives in dallas but when he was in phoenix no bs he he was he played hockey he played in a recreational hockey league. Seven, seven, Greg playing seven foot two, and they're like, he's a pretty good hockey player. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. Now he's a different dude. Need that highlight. Any page. Scotty stories? Oh, you know, Scotty and I have, have done a lot of stuff together over the years. Uh, <laughs> any Scotty stories uh, that I can tell that uh, wouldn't get you in trouble? That, yeah. You know, Scotty and I have uh, we've kind of traveled. The, the 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 not the world together but uh oh boy I, I hadn't thought about that one i'd have to i'd have to consult with scott okay <laughs> we'll have you on another time yeah get you, get you. now 
if, when next time Scotty's in town, he would be a great guest, and yeah. I will. Help. I can't. Im- I, I just will, die laughing the whole time. You know, Scotty's a, a from his neck to his butt crack is tattooed. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have. I mean, he's got. He went from, you know, nothing to. He loves his tattoos. Yeah, I got my first tattoo with him. We were in Vegas. <laughs> oh, he seems like a guy that gets drunk. It's I like, got my go first tattoo tatted. with him in Vegas. That's we sounds... were in Vegas at like I don't know eight thirty in the morning. I had a bloody mary mustache, and he got a he got a tattoo like shoulder blade to shoulder blade. And I really didn't want one, but I, he convinced me, and I got this little thing on my ankle. And I've had it removed since. But I was at that time I was. 20 and I was 30 years old and I come home my wife is like what is wrong with you you have no self control you have peer pressure yeah so <laughs> that anyway, is hilarious that's as good as I get he sounds exactly oh I got like actually you. here's a good one yeah. uh, a golf it. story golf <laughs> okay, story love that uh, uh, you ever heard of Shadow Creek Shadow yes. Creek is probably the most at the time one of the most exclusive hardest to get on golf courses in the country uh, there was like maybe four groups a day that would play it now it's mgm bottom and it's it was steve Wynn's basically backyard course and so at the time he was playing for the kings and joe and gavin maloof were big rollers out there and he goes yeah you guys can play shadow creek and we're like and me as the golfer i'm like yes we want to play shadow creek and so we go play and there was only like there was nobody out there and it's a beautiful golf course in the middle of the desert they they imported like 500 truckloads of pine needles. It looks like a golf course in North Carolina. It's unbelievable. Yeah. In the middle of the desert. So uh, we have, you have four caddies, and our four caddy was out there, and, and Scott's terrible at golf, and he, he, hits, a, he hits a ball <laughs> out of bounds, and then he just reloads, and he line drives it. And <laughs> the I, I go, watch out. And the dude, our four caddy turns around and hits him right in the forehead. No. Uh, Six feet off the ground, we thought he was. We thought he was dead. I mean, he was. He fell in the fairway, arms out, unconscious. Oh, no. And I was the first one to him. I was with, uh, you know, the name Chip Hillary. He was a quarterback at KU in the early '90s. Actually, a really good quarterback. It was me and Chip and a guy named Jay Hepler who played golf at KU. And we got to the guy, and he had like this dimply, like cartoon <laughs> knot on his head. And he came too, and he lived. I mean, he lived. Thank Scott, God. Scotty Scott gave, him, Scott well. gave him a good tip. Yeah, yeah. That, that would have been like, <laughs> a line drive. Adam. That was probably two thousand or so. But yeah, look up Shadow Creek. It's, I need to. It's, yeah. it's 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 big time. I would love well, to just, see. What I just Scott thought you had to get Scott back since he called you a big. Yeah, load. call me fat. Uh, <laughs> speaking likes, of loads, yeah. Speaking of being big and fat yeah he's 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 so mean and and i i have i have <laughs> such so thin mean. skin i have such thin skin yeah that's good I, I i'd too. love to see what scott pollard would wear on a golf course i can see him being the one Someone to show like up his, shadow creek like, on like a he's been his top. facial hair and stuff he's just different like he grows hair <laughs> faster than anyone because he'll shave his head and then like a month later he's got a ponytail it's unbelievable yeah. but yeah back in the in the nba days he would have you know, all kinds of, you know, braided beard hair, yeah. you know, he's just, he's beat of a different drummer. There's like a YouTube video of him sitting on the sideline and he like looks at the camera and says, kids, don't do drugs. <laughs> no, no, he said, no, I was, he said, 
dude. Like he said the opposite. <laughs> he said dude. And and it, oh and, no, he said kid. Yeah, he said kids and do it was, drugs. And it, was, uh, it didn't go very well. And he had to, you know, and and you know, he's a lot of things. But that that actually <laughs> was like totally out of character. And it uh, he meant obviously as sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, obviously, it was funny. not a real thing. But kids it was do like drugs. it was like the worst possible thing to say and, and he, uh, he yeah, got, yeah, imagine funny. that happening now that would go oh, over God. even worse I'm sure. how did he know the, was it like a TV he was like on the end of the him? bench and yeah. like the guy and he like you know pointed right at it <laughs> yeah it was I remember that kids that was, do drugs oh uh, yeah that's bad but that's funny, also but... funny yeah uh, so I guess we've talked I, before we let you go we gotta hear about you know Max he uh, passed away last week yeah. You, uh, oh, he's, he's the best. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I, again, with my very fortunate, cool job for like, not these last two years, but probably the three years in a row prior, I would go back and interview Bill and I would sit in the coach, in the coach's locker room while Bill would go talk to the team and Max would go back there. So I would spend at least four to eight minutes alone with Max every game that he was at and we would just talk and it was so cool because you know my experiences with max are as a player then after college as a non-player non-broadcaster just going to games and hanging out with them and then getting into the broadcasting world and like he was the most positive smilingest like happy guy ever at all times i feel like and Never had a bad day. Always was just like, yeah. You know, I, 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 some games I would sit back there with him. And I'd be like, "Hey, Max, what should I ask him?" I mean, you've been through James Naismith. You've been through Paul Allen. Everyone's that that's insane. And, and he goes, "Oh, he always called me Grego." And he go, "Grego, you'll you, you'll do good. Just just uh, you know, write some stuff. You know, he was always he'll be fine." And he was just such a yeah. you know, ninety five years old too. Which usually like we're all sad that he passed. But you're almost like, you know. What a life. If yeah. any of the four of us live to be 95, we, we, we won. No I mean, and, and, and Max won. Yeah. And, and I, I use this in an interview. I got, like, there's only a few names that are synonymous with Kansas athletics, and it's, it's Gail, it's Danny, it's Clyde, it's Wilt, Paul, yeah. and Max. Like, yeah. if you say – you don't ever say Max Falkenstein. Yeah, you say Max. Yep. And if you say Max, people know what you're talking about. And so, August 24th, there be a there will be a celebration of life, and uh, it, it's going to be cool. And, and, and luckily, uh, uh, we'll all be there. And, and you know, Bob, Bob spent a ton of time with Max. And, yeah. You know, and and uh, he's a guy that you know back in the day, our our jobs as broadcasters. Their jobs as broadcaster, they shared hotel rooms, they bust everywhere. Like our travel sucks sometimes, but we take private airplanes. Yeah. We stay at the Ritz on Michigan Avenue. We stay at like we when there's a nice place to stay, we yeah. stay there and we have our own room. Yeah. I mean, they're you know some of the best stories are Max and Bob and David Lawrence and Bob Newton. You know, two and two <laughs> with a with an adjoining room and like. And some of Bob's stories are, are awesome. Not that I necessarily want those stories 
because I like having my own room. Yeah. But that some of their best stories are are the, of that. Yeah. And and some of them are in you know you're in you're in Stillwater or yeah. you're in Waco and you're staying at a holodome and it's you got to make the best of it and so. But yeah. Max was you know, it, it it sums it up that he's the only non-athlete in the, the rafters at Allen Fieldhouse. So. Like I'm forty, I'll be forty-seven here in a couple of weeks. I mean, I've worked, I've done this job for eight years. Yeah. I mean, it does it does you can't even won't even come close like at, close yeah. not at all. It is sixty crazy years. That he saw like Will, sixty years man. in one job, whatever profession you're in. It's, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's so. It's what we grew so, up listening to. It's like yeah. so he's uh, uh, you know obviously he'll be missed, but. If again, if you have ninety five years, and that's pretty cool, and it's about as good of a of a life as you can have. The last couple of years obviously have sucked, but yeah. that's what's going to happen to all of us. And, yeah. and you know, when you when you would talk to him over the last couple of years, it wasn't like he was like, "Oh, Grego, um, this is all." He was still like, "I've been listening, and it's great, and yeah. the Billy Boy's awesome." And so, I feel I like th- he's the most positive I human thought, ever. I thought the. Uh, uh, the deal we did, I don't know, five years ago with the – they did the spoof on Old School. Oh, yeah. It was so good. Remember? Oh, uh, perfect. And and uh, he, he's, you know, it'll be a cool deal on the 24th. Yeah. yeah. No. It's awesome. And pretty pretty crazy to think there's really only been three of you guys. I mean, yeah. him, Chris, and now you, obviously. Like, yeah. To be doing a job that's essentially years. only been done by three people. Right. It's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. And, uh, again, I, I, I've said it already – 50 times that I, I, I am so fortunate I'd do this job if they didn't pay me. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope my IMG Learfield <laughs> boss isn't listening because yeah. I do like to get paid. But yeah. if they if they said, hey, either quit. Your wife's going to be mad that you just e- said that. Either quit or we're not we're not going to pay you or quit. I'd say, oh, okay, that's fine. You still yeah. get, like, chills going in the field house and stuff? Yeah, I mean, I've probably – I was trying to count it recently. I mean, I've probably been to – six seven hundred games there you know over the years and i the the experience at allen fieldhouse now not that it wasn't good when i played but the experience with the video board and the sound system and what we do now because i tell a lot of my teammates that haven't been back since they played i go would you guys just come back and just you know i'm not going to ask you for any money I just want you to come back because that's what everyone gets worried about because I'm going to ask you for money because that's what I do now. But I'm like, just please come back. And, and like Rafe LaFrance, great friend of mine, don't talk a lot, but he lives on a farm in Iowa. I called Rafe. This was right when I got the job. I said, hey, you need to come back to Allen Fieldhouse. You haven't been back since you played. And he goes, I'm busy. I go, just come back. Come to the Missouri game. And then remember the 2012 Missouri games, one Decent of the greatest game. games in the history of <laughs> – the greatest building ever yeah. and i remember like a week before he's like yeah one of my kids is sick i don't want to jack with that. i go no you're coming <laughs> come to the game scotty's gonna be here it's gonna be like a little mini reunion it's gonna be an awesome game come so he came and afterwards we we're all out drinking and he's like that was unbelievable yeah. Yeah. and rafe isn't a guy that gets overcome with emotion he's pretty even keel but he was like that was that was really yeah. cool Jock came back this year for the uh, NBA All-Star break. Jock hadn't been back since 03, wow. and I've been calling Jock. I go, just come back. And he goes, okay. Brought his kids, and they had a ball. We all yeah. went out afterwards, and he was just like – and he's 
you know, talk about a great position for Jock. He's an assistant coach with the Nets, which in years past that sounds like a bad gig. Yeah. But now they got Kyrie, and eventually they'll get Durant. KD, yeah. It's a pretty and, good spot to be in. So it was cool to have Jock. I wish other guys would come back more because you almost want to – you almost want to show it off because it is so cool. Like, I become pretty good friends with Jay Billis, and Billis is a Duke guy. He's like, Outfield House is the best venue. Yeah. He always hypes KU up. Yeah, he's great. And whether whether you like him or not as a broadcaster, he's Everyone really good him. to us. And and uh, he he's he always. I mean, he's got a quote in the catwalk of going to the Bruce. We always. I always go in front of that picture and give him the bird and take a selfie <laughs> and text it to him. And I'm like, this is stupid that a Duke guy is in Allen Fieldhouse, but it's actually a pretty good quote. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, it is. It's it's the best building. Yeah. yeah. And I've, we've, I've been to Cameron. It's really good. It's just yeah. small. Yeah. No, Nothing I, touches the Fieldhouse. Nope. No. I love it. I, uh, I guess. I guess. Should we talk about this year's yeah, team a little bit? Yeah, let's get a little bit of thoughts on. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah, we. Stacked. You know, I've been around the, the the state and really our country with Bill this summer, talking to donors, and and he uses this line a lot. The three best recruits we got this year were Devon Dotson, Silvio De Souza, and Doke. Yep. And and he's right. And that was at a time that we hadn't. Got the commitment from Moss, mm-hmm. Jalen, Jalen, and uh, it was just Moss and Jalen, right? Yeah, Late, we got late ones, yeah. Harris, you got Christian, Lee. you got Mackey, and you got Tristan uh, came in too, right? Yeah, Good Tristan. Yeah, Tristan was yeah. later. Yeah. And I tell you, I tell you, a guy you're really gonna like is is Tristan. I mean, yeah. Tristan. He's been killing it in that little and Jalen overseas hey, thing he's playing in. Jalen's like a Bill guy. Really? Like he's he's not a great athlete. Mm-hmm. He's a good athlete, but he's not going to wow you with his, you know, his athleticism. But he knows how to play. He plays hard. He's tough. He's got a pretty good, pretty good body on him. He's thick. Can shoot it. He just knows how to play. And to win at a high level, you have to have glue guys. You got to have yeah. role players. And I don't think he's going to be quite a role player. I think he'll be better than that. But really? he'll be a. You know, you look at our starting lineup. You're going to have Dot, Doke, Silvio. And then probably Marcus. He loves Marcus and Oach. Yeah. And and then, <clears throat> but then you know another guy you guys are gonna really like is Christian. Christian <laughs> is you know he looks like a floppy haired frat guy, but <laughs> Christian's six seven. He's athletic. He can shoot it. He knows how to play. He's got a little attitude to him. And you're gonna like Christian. You um, think he'll get minutes this year? It'll be tough, but we're just so deep. But. Yeah. What Bill needs and wants is guys that can make shots. So yeah. if Christian can come in and make shots, yeah, he might get six, eight minutes a game, get that, get that, you know, come in at the 12-minute mark of the first half and then come in, same thing in the second half, maybe. Yeah. But Bill likes a good eight- to nine-man rotation. Uh, Dot, I mean, how good was he's he? Gonna, as, he's gonna, he's how, so good. How good was he as a freshman? I yeah. Mean, it's it's Bill's best freshman point guard he's ever had. Yeah. Easily. Now, he's Absolutely. had great point guards, but that's been more junior-senior yeah. year. And Dot was so consistent last year, uh, all year. The, and the one thing he's got to improve on is what what he witnessed against Auburn. Guys that could go off a pick, pull up from 25, and make it. Yep. And Dot can't do that right now. Yeah. You know, and he – where did Dot get all of his scoring? 
in the at the rim. Yeah. Layups. Yeah, or wide open yeah. threes. Yeah. So he's got to be able to go off a, a screen and, and hit the shot, and that makes him that much more dangerous. So, And then it, it'll help that he'll have Doak because Doak yeah. spaces the floor. Doak makes big guys question whether they're going to go attack or not because if they leave Doak, you just throw it up. You know, we didn't have that once he got hurt because Diedrich, you know, couldn't jump over a credit card. <laughs> Dawson should have a lot of lobs to Silvio and Doak this year. Yeah, and Silvio's relentless on the glass. You think he'll be the leading rebounder? I feel At- like he rebounds better than wise, Doak. Attitude-wise and energy-wise, Silvio's a freak. Yeah. And and one of the best kids you'll ever be around. Uh, being around him last year in a, in a horrible situation, he was positive smile on his face, said all the right things, could have just been a, a you know, a cancer. And he yeah. wasn't. He wasn't He at was all. so positive he, on the he, bench. He, you know, practiced every day, made our guys better, made Diedrich better. So, uh, you know, you want to see good things happen to good people. And, yep. and um, you know, you, you, we also forget that he's a – He's a transplant. You know, we, we forget of these foreign kids. Like, the four of us, if we would have, you know, moved to Moscow and had to learn Russian yeah. and go to school in Russia and play for a Russian unit. I mean, think about what these guys do. Yeah. Like, Svi is from the Ukraine mm-hmm. and graduated in four years. Yeah. It's Sasha. Like, we don't. I don't think we give those guys enough credit because, no. again, I don't. Maybe you guys are better men than I am, but I, I wouldn't want to move to oh, Madrid no, no or, or wherever the hell you're going to go and, yeah. and go to a, and just strangers. And then when like the Silvio situation, he's here dealing with all that, By getting himself. to learn everything that goes on yeah. over here, while also being like, why the heck am I not allowed to play? Like, yeah, just you're crazy. Like, you, you feel like they are just singling you out as a foreigner. Yeah, that you like he didn't even do anything, yeah. and it's. It's it's crazy, but you want to see him succeed. So we're we're the best team in the Big Twelve. Oh, yeah. I don't think anyone will argue with that. Uh, we're a top five team in the country. I think Michigan State. I'd say one or two. I think yeah. Michigan State. Hopefully, but, we play them in Maui. But I don't. But I don't even know. I mean, Cassius Winston's back, but other than that, they lost. I know. I think it's just the Winston thing. The way he dominated the NCAA tournament. Yeah, he was really good. But yeah. but you know, our depth is yeah. better. Uh, but you, know, you still got to go out and play. So this is a team that's going to win 30 games. Yep. This is a team that's going to be a one or a two seat. This is a team that anything short of a Final Four is a disappointment yep. and ultimately a national championship Let's contender. So you, know, need it. you know, you need you need Marcus to, to be able to be more of a threat. Uh, you need Oach to play like he did early on. Play like yeah. But you look at pick. another kid that everybody loves – like smiling us, like walking down the hall. Oh, just awesome. Yeah. You think uh, he'll be a pro after this year? I don't know. People get so like ahead of themselves. Oh, yeah. Like, Ochai is a really good player, but he's just another guard. Like I don't, I don't think he shoots it good enough. I don't think he's. Yeah. This isn't a knock on him, but in two years, yeah. Yeah. But if him and Doc can knock down jumpers this year. But that's not reality anymore. People. <laughs> always want to put you in the draft they always want to put you oh, yeah that's just what is how it works nowadays like you know we early on the show we talked about steve woodbury if steve woodbury was playing at kansas right now 
after his sophomore year, people will be talking about him going to the NBA. Yeah. And Steve Woodbury's not an NBA player. That means he's a bad player. I mean, but that's what it is now. Everybody just assumes that everybody's a. It's like Keith Langford. No chance he stays four years. I feel like at KU, right. like back in right. If things went I mean, like they do now, realistically, on our team now, who are NBA players? I'd say Dot Udoka. I think has a spot. Just seven foot. He's athletic, or I don't know. I mean, Oates, I don't. I'd hope. I would hope maybe Oates. Silvio. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Just because he can board and but. You know, Diedrich's probably not an NBA player. He's with the Spurs now, and hopefully yeah. he catches on. But you got to be an athlete. You got to be big. You gotta it's be different. To, yeah. You got to hit a 25 footers. You got to be able to defend. You have yeah. to do everything. Yeah. And can he? I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's right place, right time is all it is. Got to jump over a credit card. <laughs> yeah. Right. What has uh, Hootie done to Doke? He is. He's looking trim. He does look trim. I mean, I remember that first day he was here. He was 6'11", 310. I mean, he was a, and he was sixteen. Yeah, sixteen. He could dominate, and he's still. What is he now? Like, he's. I. You know, he's I, young. He, yeah, he's, I think he turns twenty, or he, he might have just turned twenty. I can't think. even drink yet, and he's played almost four years of college basketball. Yeah, and That's technically, like kind of how speed was if. It probably won't happen, but you could get a year back for Doke, a medical, you know. You imagine Doke playing in 2021. You could. Whatever I mean, that would be. I don't think it'll happen, but yeah. I think it's this year. And then, I mean, I, we were all convinced that last year was going to be his year. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, like Bill said, the biggest recruits. You, a lot of people thought we wouldn't get Silvio or Doke back. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. And then everyone thought Devon would be back, but once he got into the process, that people, became a little less likely. We're like, yeah. Oh, I hope, yeah, I hope we, Dot we, comes back. You should have seen our group text the day Dotson was deciding we were a mess. And then we like, thought Q we was have back. to get him back. And then he was back, and then he wasn't. So yeah. I think the off season, as I went around to different cities with the Alumni Association, talking to groups and doing what I do, like people, all the questions were like, what is wrong and what is Bill doing? I'm like, I go, you know, he's been here for 16 years. What – in the first 16 years that he do that makes you not trust him. Yeah. Like what part of 14 league titles in a row and final fours, what makes you think he's not going to figure it out? We won 26 games last year. I And this was like in April. And I'm like, I'll come back to Pittsburgh, Kansas or wherever <laughs> I'm at and talk to you guys again in June, because by June, something will materialize. And it did. Yeah. We got Jalen. We got Moss. Dot comes back. Yeah. Doke comes back. Silvio gets eligible. We're a we're the deepest team in the country in my eyes. Now we're all biased. Yeah. I, I'm sure the same show is going on in Durham, North Carolina, or <laughs> yeah. Lexington, Kentucky. But I don't I don't know who's deeper than us. Doesn't yeah. mean we're going to win national. We got title. a bunch of dudes that can play. Yeah, it's crazy how the Ross how much the roster changed from like you said at the end of the year. People are kind of like, who is going to be on this team next year? And now all of a sudden we have too many guys. And we're going to say the same thing in yeah. May of in April of next year. There's going to be yeah. We're going to have to have a huge something about Bill class. Self in spring. We always joke on Twitter that hashtag Spring Bill because he is just yeah. like he's in another every level. spring the fans it's freak a puzzle. out. It's a puzzle that. Guys wait till May to see who left. Yeah. To see where yeah. they're gonna go. 
And when Kansas comes offering in May, you're you're gonna take that offer. So right. it's like he right. he knows we just we we all gotta melt down. That's just how it works being a fan. You gotta melt down. That's what makes it great though. I mean yeah. I don't think this is going on at other schools. People are just like, oh, yeah, I'll we'll look at the roster have. in October. Yep. But in Kansas, we're looking at the roster in April. I so. sure wish as a twenty five year old man I would stop caring so much about what seventeen year olds do for their college basketball, but you know, as I'm a forty seven year old I've gotten to the point where I care, but I don't get nervous. Yeah. I just know that it's going to happen, and we're going to have a team on the floor. Yeah. We're going to have a great coach, yep. and we're going to have great support. Great, so it's it'll take care of itself. I'm a I'm a I'm a break even guy. Like yeah. I think, you know, something's going to happen if I if I drop twenty bucks on the street later <laughs> today. Somebody's going to give me twenty bucks. Yep. Yeah, I like that. Well, yeah, you. I mean, I think you got us excited about the season. Obviously, we yeah. already were, but it's nice to hear from a guy that's more kind of yeah. plugged into the program. You hear the things from coaches and stuff like that. So. Well, this is a cool deal. I like what you guys are doing. That's I, you know, I watched the uh, some of your podcasts, and it was I was just sitting in my easy chair on a Sunday morning. <laughs> I watched a few of them. I started following you, so yeah. I think this is cool. I hope you guys continue to do well with it, and, and yeah. maybe. Middle of the year, I'll come back on, and, and uh, we'd love to have you whenever. But, uh, this was awesome, but yeah. uh, cool deal. Yeah, well, we really appreciate you coming on, and uh, I think a lot of people love to hear from you from a different kind of perspective, not so much just the analyst yeah. guy, but just sitting back talking. We're telling just stories. regular. We're just regular dudes. Yep. I mean, I, I, you know, people look at the Kansas radio guy, you know, and you're like, we're just, yeah. nor and we're not. It's not. I never take myself too seriously. Yeah. I never take the job too seriously. Yep. It, it, and, and it's just because that's the way I am. But, you know, it, it bugs me when I look at other places and people are just so proud of it. Yeah. We're not that big a deal. Yeah. We, we, we bark about basketball on the radio for two hours. And it's fun. I love yep. it. But it's not – we're not curing cancer or anything. Yeah. Well <laughs> – Again, we really appreciate you coming on. We uh, appreciate everyone for listening today. I uh, I don't know. We'll have someone coming soon, hopefully. We might have a guest Monday. Not sure who it'll be yet, but we're working on it. But, again, shout-out to Greg Gurley, a Kansas legend from Legends. all areas, Stop, whether yeah. it be Williams Fun, <laughs> on the court, in high school at Shawnee Mission North, so or South. South. Oh Dang. my God! Nothing greater Shawnee. than a Raider. Hey, hey, you cut that. that. You gotta believe that. You gotta believe that. All right. Well, that's it for episode twenty-four. We really appreciate you all listening. Uh, as always, follow us on Twitter. Subscribe, rate, do all that stuff, and uh, Rock we'll chalk. be back soon. Rock chalk. Thanks, boys. <laughs>
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.